morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'm your host. The middle of the week, Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Almost had a really uh, poorly placed yawn there. It was like during the opening. I was like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Get this yawn out before I have to start talking, and uh, we made it through there. My voice seems kind of off today. I don't know why. Like, nothing crazy happening. Nothing that should cause my voice to just sound different, but hey. Wednesday morning, middle of the week. I guess sometimes it just happens. I didn't really talk this morning yet, honestly. haven't seen anyone other than Nahum this morning, but didn't talk to anyone on the subway. Been a pretty quiet morning, I guess, so maybe my voice is just getting warmed up. Let's hope that uh, voice sounds a little bit better as this program goes along. All right. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's been talked about here on the network a bit, and I think I even might have mentioned it on a previous show, but uh, what is it already? Today is June 13th, so 13 days ago, I assumed office of my... Uh, Shul in Washington Heights, where I am El Presidente, as the cool kids say, of the uh, Shank Shul in Washington Heights. For those of you wondering what type of shul it is, it's a YU shul, community shul, where it's mostly post-grads. But you have the, you have the uh, a few you know YU kids that go, that go there, men and women. Um, so there's about 150 to 250 maybe on a big Shabbos that dive in there. And there's what, you know, there's what to be president there for. You know, there's... There's events and, and, you know, just like any shul, shul politics, though, admittedly, probably to a lesser degree than most shuls. But when you take a lot of Jews and put them in a room, there's obviously going to be conflict and disagreement. All right. So I guess that's my job to try to quell those and hope to make it as least, you know, the least amount of fighting as possible. Yeah, so I assumed office 13 days ago, and it almost felt like, you know, to start, it's like the the ex-president. President Emeritus, who's also a friend of mine, um, almost like trying to sabotage me. The week before I assumed president, his last week of presidency, the AC wasn't working. So, of course, you know, it's not really his problem at this point. It just turns to my problem. But we got that working. This past Shabbos, really funky smell in the in the the main entrance. So, you know, of course, I try to make a joke about it um, during the announcements. Got some laughs. Um, but it just feels like... You know, things that shouldn't be going wrong are going wrong. All right, that happens in life. Yeah, the summer is, is a slower time, so there's not much to, to deal with in general. So it's actually good. It's a, it's really a good time to start um, the presidency, which is something I feel like for next time, you know, a June start date is better than a September start date because September you're already – Yom Kippur is one of the biggest days of, of the school year. Um, we do have Yom Kippur services, and, it, and it's – you know, there's a ton of people there and – Figuring out who's davening and the, and the seating chart, and, and that's also when membership starts. So it, it's a very busy time. So it actually is nice that I start in June to kind of slowly move into that role. You know, it's a lot of emails sending out, just introducing myself, and then, you know, figuring out kiddish stuff and whatnot on a weekly basis. But otherwise, it's good to start in the summer. And I know, you, I mean, you're going to probably be hearing it about a lot of it, whether it's on this show or throughout the network. All the jokes. But, you know, on a regular week, it's really just kiddish and announcements I have to deal with. But there will be busier times. And I, you know, 
I'm looking forward to it. It's 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 kind of fun. You know, when when I told my parents or when I tell any of my, you know, adult friends, the the the, the 30, 40, 50 year olds, whatever it is, and they, they kind of just laugh like why would you do it? And admittedly also the the my friends my age are also like why would you do it? it and then, you know, in some ways it kind of just fell in my lap. In other ways I think it, you know, it's right to serve the community. It's something my my parents um have been doing for years and you know both my grandparents one of them is a rabbi the other one's a um i wouldn't say a gabbai but he was the one that opened the shul for years and kind of was the go-to there so it kind of runs in the family um so i guess i just felt like it's my responsibility and and then you know it, it came to a time where they asked me to do it and i said you know what all right i'll do it i feel like it's the right thing to do so there i am anyway that's my uh kind of spiel to start I'm just like looking at our cameras and here in our room, and 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 it, it, there's a camera that that shows the outside, and there's a lot of traffic out there today. It's it's not usual that there's that much traffic on a uh, Wednesday morning. But I wonder if I'm missing the party out there. Was I not invited? I don't know. All right. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention uh, we we also had a uh, the whole reason why I wanted to to bring up the whole presidency is we have we had a board meeting this week, and. uh the first board meeting of mine and, and for, for, you know, I've been on the board for a year, but actually my former roommate was on the board, was the president. So he ran board meetings. And so I know a bit of how these things ran and they were always like two hours long. And and for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why they were two hours long. I, and it's not a knock on anyone that's done it before, but it's just like, there's a lot of extra talking and a lot of it's, you know, fun and joking around. And, and I, you know, you know me, I like doing that, but there's a lot of just circling around topics instead of just getting to it this is and that so we start at eight usually in the end around 10 o'clock and i said you know and i kind of started off my speech just saying hey guys like i enjoy this i think a lot of you actually do enjoy this but at the same time we don't need to be here for two hours we could really do this within an hour and an hour and a half especially in the summer when it's slower so i was done by like nine ten, and then i opened up the floor to anyone if they had you know it was the first board meeting for half the board about so it was another 20 minutes but an hour and a half which I was happy about, <clears throat> especially because I could have finished in an hour if I wanted to, an hour ten, but I let people discuss other things that were on their mind. Um, but the board meeting was a lot of fun. And a shout-out to those of you who actually listen to the show that are on the board. I know there are one, maybe a few of you. So a shout-out to you. I, I don't think you'd want your, mention, your name mentioned on air. If you would, maybe we could do it a different time, but a shout-out to you. All right, on this week's episode... And for some reason, my voice is just not... I thought by, like, at minute number five, it'd be getting better, but it's not. All right, on this week's episode, we have two interviews at 9.30 a.m. It'll be Joanna Shepson. She joins the program, and she is joined by Mimi Laufer, the uh, head of marketing at the City of David. That's at 9.30 a.m., and then at 10 a.m., it's Tova Connect with Rochelle Gilbert, the founder of Never Too Late, a really cool... Uh, I don't know, you know how to. It's a really cool business, I should say. Um, she helps seniors with technology. That's again at 10 a.m. But for now, plenty of music, and we start things off with Mahapecha Shel Simcha on a Wednesday on Bite Size right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני נשים את 
הצרות מאחוריי, אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים. היי, שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי, אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני. היי, הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי, לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים. כל כך קשים, 
מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה.
And it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Mimi Laufer of the City of David coming up right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. 
Today I'm sitting with Mimi Laufer, and she is in charge of the City of David, the marketing for the City of David. Many of you listeners out there have been to the City of David. You know it as the Shiloach or the Sifting Project or the Water Tunnels. But we're going to sit down. We're going to talk with Mimi about what some of the best activities are for families this summer so that when you're planning your trip to Israel this summer, you've got to make sure the City of David is on your itinerary. Hi, Mimi. How are you? Hi. Shalom, everyone. So tell us some of your favorite family activities that are part of the City of David project. Okay, I think my favorite one would be the sifting, actually, in the Tsurim Valley. It's an amazing uh, activity for families because you sift the... Um, afar, the... The dust? <laughs> but it's not dust. It's not no, the, the, the dirt, but it's not dirt. You sift the material <laughs> that we pull out of our excavations uh, together with water in a special system. And what's fun about it is that every time you sift a bucket, you find something. So for the children, it's amazing. Also for grown-ups, because you sift and you find a coin, you find a very special piece of glass, you find a very special uh, piece of clay, you get a really nice certificate at the end and you write your name down in ancient Hebrew and it's one of the most special, sweet, quiet, nice secrets in Jerusalem for a family. I love it also because it's a shaded area. So although you're outside, you're you're shaded. And you're right, it's, it mixes history and activity, and it just keeps the kids entertained the whole time. True. There's also a, a package a family can buy of navigating through the phone. It's like a navigating game that you find treasures. It's another activity if you want to stay there for longer. Oh, is it also in that area? Yes, it's there. It's ah. exactly there. And there's no problem with parking. And if you come as a group, I don't know, family members together, we also have a really nice tent there and we can order you nice food, you know, Israeli nice food. So as we're speaking, anything that you hear about that you want to find more information on, you should email cityofdavid at funinjerusalem.com. It will come straight through to the box office at City of David and they can help you plan the special event for your family. Um, just explain to the listeners where Emek Tzurim is. Um, or the best route to get there. It's it's sort of near Mount Scopus, so I, I would probably recommend taking a taxi there. Yes. There are a few ways to get there, of course, by car and using Waze, or going to Mount Scopus with the public transportation and a taxi. We also have, um, if you park in Mitchamatachana... In the first station parking lot. Uh, there are free shuttles every 20 minutes on the dot... <laughs> Uh, to the old city, and from there you can walk down all the way to some of the attractions we're going to talk about today, also the sifting project. And also I know those those are like minivans, and they drop you off right in front of the entrance to City of David, where you see the movies and you can start your tours. So that's the best way, I agree, that's the best way. Park in the first station, you can park there all day, um, use your cello park, and then from there you can go into City of David and spend the day. Um, my oldest memory of City of David were the water tunnels, the Chizkiah water tunnels. I think the first time I went in them was probably when I was nine. So they've changed a little bit. They've kind of cleaned them up a bit. We've cleaned them up a lot. <laughs> a lot. There are somehow no bumps when you're walking. It's very smooth. But um, tell us a little bit about it. And, and do you actually really need to bring a flashlight? 
Okay. First, yes, you need a flashlight. And the water is pretty high. I mean, for children, it can get to their um, uh, the shoulders even. Uh, but it's not scary. It's a lot of fun. In the summer, it's amazing. After you did a tour of the city of David, um, usually you do the water tunnels when you take the tour of the first temple tour. It's about two and a half hours. And you can choose either to walk in the water. You need to bring shoes for your uh, for walking in the water, you can't go barefoot, you need a flashlight, and you should bring a spare change of clothes. And you can also walk um, parallel to the water tunnels in the Talatnikuz, in the, in the dry tunnels. In the dry tunnels, and not get wet, but get the same feeling. And you both come out in Brechata Shiloach. And from there, you can take a shuttle back up to the beginning of the tour, where you have an amazing store with um, a lot of things that you can buy that tell the story of City of David. You also have, you can have a nice cup of coffee there and ice cream for the children or just chill out. It's, there are special places there to sit. We have the King's Garden with olive uh, trees that you can sit under them. It's, it's special and it's, it's a relaxing time for the family as well after a tour that has fun, history, a lot about the Bible, uh, you learn a lot, but through through a fun way of walking and through your legs. That's great. And um, you also have lockers there, right? That yes. people can there, put their dry clothes there, go down to the Shiloh, come back up. And point. yeah, that's the most important point for families. And also the shuttle. Is it free or should they bring a few shekel with them for the, the shuttle? The shuttle costs five shekels a person. Thanks for asking. So put that five shekel coin in your pocket and leave all your clothes in your locker. Um, now, also, some people might be thinking, should they be hiring their own guides? Do you have guides? How does that work? Okay, if you come as a group, most of the times you'll come with a guide that you already hired, but there's no need here. You can buy tickets off the website and then you order either just entrance or you uh, add yourself to a regular, to a tour that leaves every 20 minutes. In the summer, we have every 20 minutes a tour that leaves with our guides. I re strongly recommend using our guides. They're full of passion and love and ideology and they completely make the story of the city of David. It's very, very special. Another tour that you can do that doesn't involve the tunnels with the water is the second temple tour. It's a bit shorter, uh, but you also go through dry tunnels there, and you end up at Davidson, which is also an amazing trip. And usually a lot of our visitors will combine that tour with the nighttime show that we have called Hallelujah, which is actually two shows in one ticket because it's divided into two scenes in on the ancient city of city of David. It's the state of an art uh, presentation. It's on the antiques. It's with music. I just did it last week with my family and friends, and they were mind their minds were blown away <laughs> i've got tickets for next week and i'm gonna put up pictures and some short videos so people can get a feel for what it's like um and the show is actually on the walls of city of david right it's not like on a screen no it's on the walls itself and it's like a 3d movie with lights and you can almost smell the story it's it's a very very unique and special um event it takes around an hour and 15 minutes Again, we recommend to take the shuttles. We have shuttles before the show and after. Even if the show, even if you take, we have 
three shows a night at 8.59 and quarter to 10 in the evening. And even if you take the late night show, we promise you you'll have a shuttle back. That is so important, especially for people traveling with kids and they want to know exactly what they're doing. Um, a few questions about things you just mentioned. First of all, I think everyone really needs to understand all the tunnels are authentic. It's nothing you've built. Everything is as old as 3,000 years and they're authentic and that's what's amazing about this place. You're actually touching the city of David. It's I can't even describe it in words. You need to be there and feel. I'm getting the chills just talking <laughs> about it. It's a very, very special place. It's our core. It's where everything began. It's the the beginning of our nation. It's a beautiful. And, and, and also you really start to learn about the importance of water and the tunnels are really, were, were ways people got to the Beit HaMikdash, to the temple, yeah, you, and the water got there. So. You really understand why David was a wise man and why he decided to buy this little plot of land and to make it um, the capital city of uh, Judah. And why is it so important? There was the water, there are the mountains around it to, to protect it. Um, there's a place to build the palace. Uh, there are a lot of uh, advantages to that little place, little secret holy place that, you, that where we grew and everything began from there. Beautiful. And for, for those people out there who are saying to themselves, I know where the city of David is, but I'm not exactly sure how to get there exactly. So it's basically when you come out of the Kotel, Dung Gate, you would, instead of turning right to go back into the center of the city, you turn left and it's you, right there. You turn like left, you walk down for 30 meters and then you just continue walking down and it's on your left. So it's really very close, and I would definitely recommend it's a quick walk from the Kotel. I'm sure everyone's got the Kotel on their list, so the City of David should also definitely exactly. be on the list. The tour is also called City of David, the corner of the Kotel, because we're on the corner of the Kotel. Beautiful. And you mentioned the store. I know once you told me about some special items that are sold in the store. Um, do you have, like, coins, authentic coins, or are they reproductions and jewelry? Okay, the coins are reproductions, but what's special about this store, I love it, and every time I go, I buy something for my family. I have to tell you that I do have 50% discount. <laughs> but um, what we did was every kind of finding that we have, we make something out of it, a piece of jewelry, a coin, a ring with special um, glass, authentic glass that we find we put in rings, in earrings. Just last week, Tsipi Chotobeli gave Ivanka Trump a pair of our earrings from the Hellenistic uh, queen, wow. and she wore them. Or mine, Bialik, came a month ago, and then she gave at night um, a lecture, and she was wearing the earrings we gave her as a present. Oh, that's beautiful. Superman came, and we gave him a harp. And he came with his kids, so we gave him a hat, so they took a photo with that. But the the... the how do I say mutzarim? The gifts or the, the items that you'll the find items there. items that you can purchase. A, there are books and postcards and magazines. But more than that, there are um, Judaica stuff. And every item for sale has a story behind it. And it's, it comes written in, the, in yes, the packaging. There's an explanation and the package is really nice. It's black with the gold of the harp. And... Um, the store is doing very well, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> and the store is located at the entrance to City of David? Yes. So you either... You could start there or end or there. Or end there. I recommend to end there so you understand what you're buying. 
Beautiful. So you've heard a lot of different things. One, another uh, activity they have are Segway rides that um, go on the Armona Natsiv promenade. And um, there's also, let's just see, there's uh, tours, the Biblical City of David tour. There's the legacy tour of Harzetim. That's also interesting, learning about the cemetery at Harzetim, which was played such an important role in Israeli history. The Harazetim is the most ancient cemetery alive today, if you can say <laughs> that. <laughs> and what we did was, the entrance, first of all, of course, is for free. But below the cemetery, you have the Kidron Valley. And um, in the Kidron Valley, we have a big tent that serves you coffee and tea. And there's a camel there for the children. Mm. And there are activities for the children. And there's a... I should just say that's the closest camel to Jerusalem. I know, like, if you're going to go out to Eretz Breshit, that's already a bit further. This is the closest camel. The closest <laughs> camel to Jerusalem in Jerusalem. Uh, we have a lot of activities there for the children. Um, entrance is free. So that's very important if you have many children or you're looking for a cheaper or doesn't even cost you money activity or you want to um, combine that with walking through the valley of the Kidron and ending in the water tunnels. That's another very nice option and it's not a long tour. Again, use the shuttles to get there. We also have a nice cup of coffee on the Mount of Olive and it's, it's a special place to be. It's, there's so much history here. You can see that it's, that's what I love about Yerushalayim is the activities and attractions are all tied to history. So it's really a place that you need to put on your itineraries this summer. Um, and to, to tie it up to history, I want to just go to something that's more to the future. Um, on the Tayelet of Armona Natsiv, we have a Segway tour for about two hours with um, Hadracha, with guides. And you go through three different walkways on the Segway and you see Jerusalem um, with a different view. You see the outer sides of Jerusalem, you see um, Harabait and you see the Kotel from the mountain above. And it's again very, it's very nice. You see Jerusalem on wheels and it's fun. You have to be above 16 to go on the Segway but you have an option of going also on a small cart if you're older or if you have uh, like younger, a golf like a golf cart yes like a golf cart if you have younger children mm-hmm. oh I, I didn't know that that's exciting i personally like the golf cart more <laughs> <laughs> i do love segways but you got to be ready to you got to feel balanced and ready to ride the segway um and uh what about afshalom's pillar so exactly i was a you reminded me when I spoke about the Kidron Valley, we always say that we have like a mini Petra in in Jerusalem and that's the Avshalom pillar. It's one of the nicest monuments that I know, one of the oldest ones that we have in Jerusalem and that is worth seeing. And again, that's in the Kidron Valley. It's for free. We have a guide there that will explain what you see, how it was built, what's it doing there. So how do we know what hours the guides will be there? Should they check the City of David website for that? Everything should be checked, but in the summer we're busy. It's popular. Per year we have above a half a million visitors. So everything is like very organized. You check the website. Some of the uh, attractions that we spoke about now you need to um, sign up in advance. Some you can just show up and pay. But if you want to be organized and you want to guide, you want to join a group of people that are visiting, everything is on the website. Or you can call 
um, star 6033, and they'll answer any of your questions while you're in Israel. Or That's just, fabulous. Just call Joanna. Or just call me. No, actually, let, I'm going to make sure I post everything on Facebook and on the website so everybody knows during the day what tours are available when. And uh, But again, if you have a specific question, you can always email cityofdavid at funinjerusalem.com. And I'm really excited to see the Hallelujah Show next week. So everyone look out for those videos. And uh, thanks so much for sitting with us, Mimi. Thank you. It was my pleasure. <laughs> and I hope you guys have a really nice day in Jerusalem, in Israel. And uh, keep safe. <laughs> All right. And now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you again, Mimi Laufer from the City of David. Joanna Shepson, you can contact her at funinjerusalem.com, Fun in Jerusalem on Facebook, Fun in Jerusalem on Instagram, Fun in Jerusalem everywhere you could find them. Well, you could contact Joanna Shepson if you're looking for cool things to do. Whether you have 30 minutes on a random day or two hours on a holiday trip or a summer trip or you're dropping your kids off at camp or whatever it is, contact funinjerusalem.com, Joanna at funinjerusalem.com. And she will uh, certainly hook you up with some of the cool things to do, unique things to do that maybe you've never heard of all around Jerusalem and all around of Israel. We have more coming up, including Tova Kanech's interview. That's at 10 a.m. But for now, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network.
Top of the hour, 10 a.m. local time here on Bite Size. And we'll kick it over right now to Tova Connect. Her interview with Rochelle Gilbert of Never Too Late, a cool, cool business helping seniors with technology. Here's Tova with Rochelle right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting in the beautiful German colony in Yerushalayim with Rochelle Gilbert, uh, a recent Ola within the last five five years. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Rochelle, we oh, just in that thank you, we heard that you have a beautiful accent. <laughs> so clearly, you're not, you know, from America. No, I hope you understand my English. <laughs> I am English, and I speak English. <laughs> beautiful, yes. Very uh, refined English. Um, so you moved to Israel five years ago. July will be five years. Wow. Yes. And uh, you moved a little bit later in life. You're yes. a beautiful grandmother, very young grandmother. Thank you. <laughs> uh, with adorable grandchildren. Um, can I ask you, before yes. we get into what you do here, can I ask why you decided to move to Israel at this point in your life? Um I suppose the popular answer is, if not now, when? Okay. I first came to Israel when I was 18 and wished that I had the something inside me, the koyach, to make Aliyah at that point, but I didn't. Okay. And I went back to London and life took over. Right. Um, As it does. (laughs) As it does. And many things occurred over 40, 35 years until the time was right. And I suddenly thought, that's it. I have nothing else to wait for. I'm going now. I made my decision, ultimate decision, the beginning of May 2013. And I was on my Aliyah flight at the end of July 2013. Wow, that's very quick. Yes, yes. And you already had family living here. I have my daughter, son-in-law, and four grandchildren. Yeah. I didn't have four at that time, but I now do. Yeah. And I have a son living in Tel Aviv. Right, but you did leave. I left my eldest daughter and her husband and two grandchildren. So it's not... That was very difficult. Yeah, it's not a late decision. No, it was a tough decision, but it was the right decision for me. Yes, and I'm sure everybody on yes. both sides of the ocean appreciate it. And Absolutely. Understand. Well, I'm very thankful that London is not long-haul flight. It's, it's a short-haul flight, maximum five hours, and, and I'm and there. And definitely less expensive than a flight to America. I'm sure it is. <laughs> and we have FaceTime, and we speak yeah. most days. So talking about FaceTime and talking yes. about, uh, you gave a little bit of a hint about what you do and why mm-hmm. I thought it was so amazing to meet you. Um, I know that a lot of times, you know, The world is turning where, you know, everybody's using electronics and they have their smartphones. Um, But there are a lot of people that didn't grow up with it, you know, and uh, they might be a little bit scared and intimidated. And that's where you come in. (laughs) Indeed. Um, Prior to making Aliyah for about two years, I started to teach senior citizens in London 
how to use their computers and their smartphones. And I continued that and developed it when I made Aliyah. I now specialise in teaching English-speaking senior citizens. I give private lessons, I go to their homes, I show them how to send emails, how to take photographs, how to save photographs, and how to communicate with their family abroad. Well, I'm almost thinking I want to fly you into America to my grandmother. Hi, Bubby. Shout out, because I know you're listening. My grandmother doesn't have a smartphone. She's right now calling into the radio show, and she's uh, listening to this interview wow. over, like, a phone. Yes, And I yes. always say, I want her to be able to see, yeah, you know. I know. I know. Well, the, the ability now to use, if you have an iPhone, to use FaceTime, or alternatively to use video on WhatsApp or Skype, and to have a live conversation and see the person you're speaking to abroad is, is quite phenomenal. It quite. really changes. Uh... It's changed everything. And so for many of my clients who are housebound, it's, it's a lifesaver. Yeah, it keeps it, them connected. It keeps them connected and they are able to do what they want possibly without leaving home. Well, yes. how many lessons do you, do you usually need to... Uh... I... I, my clients are quite fluid. Sometimes somebody will want one lesson just in one particular aspect. Uh-huh. Alternatively, I have had one client that I went to almost every week for three years. Wow. Not only teaching her, but showing her different things to do, and she was quite capable, and I ended up being her secretary, which was fine as well. <laughs> but um, in general, I, I showed, I'm going to a client at the moment, and the gentleman is quite poorly, quite elderly and quite poorly. Um, and they like listening to lectures on the iPad. Yeah. For example, from Chief Rabbi Sa- uh, Emeritus Street Rabbi Sachs. Um, and they just like listening to interesting shirim and so on. Um, I have other clients who want to know how to write a document on their phone and share it with a um, family member to correct it or a friend to send it somewhere. That's amazing. Yeah. So anybody listening right now that's saying, wow, I have grandparents that live in Israel. I want to be in touch with them. How can they get in touch with you? Okay. My business name is Never Too Late, with it being a number two in the middle. Um, my website is called nevertoolate.co.il and my phone number is 54 nine seven seven nine nine I would say that I'm on Facebook but it's a bit of a catch-22 <laughs> because if you don't know how to use the computer or the phone you're not going to be on Facebook so some of my clients are on Facebook and they enjoy seeing what their children and grandchildren uh-huh. get up to and some of them don't enjoy it at all okay yeah so i'll, I'll put all the links onto the please you know, do yeah, please onto do. The link. Thank um, you. so besides that aspect which is amazing and you're really helping olim you're helping people that live here um you're helping families that don't live here because you're connecting them yeah uh it's so commendable and it's really really amazing and inspiring Thank you. uh besides that you're also so involved in social life here. So what is the social life for people that are moving here? Um, Well, I'm very involved with an organization called the AACI, which literally means the Association of Americans and Canadians in Israel. It was formed, I'm going to say 70 years ago, but somebody will correct me, a long time ago. A long time ago. Um, And now their raison d'etre is to help all English-speaking Olim when they arrive. Um, not only when they arrive, 
as they get used to living here, the AACI offers classes. For example, I give classes in smartphone usage. They also offer CLITAS support for people who are literally very new here. They have a whole CLITAS department um, where you can go in and ask any question how you go to Mizrab Fanim, what papers do you take, where, which Kupad you belong to, which health authority, and, and a wide range of support in that department alone. They also are connected with the J... Oh, I can't remember, a theatre group, and we, there are shows put on and operas and uh, musical evenings. During the day, they have many classes, ranging from exercise classes to craft classes to all-pan classes, as well as my own classes. Uh, people play bridge socially there. Wow. Mahjong, which being English, I don't really know much about, but apparently <laughs> it's very popular. Um, and, and many more things that I'm not aware of. I, I heard there's a library also. Oh yes, there's a very, very good English library and there is a very good English library for those who are hard of sight. Oh wow. Um, and they really have a lot of uh, activities to offer people from all walks of life. I believe there is uh, some sort of counselling lecture for people who are hard of hearing as well. Um, so anyone listening right now should also check out the AACI. The AACI.org.il, I believe, online. It's on Facebook also, yeah. Yeah, it's also on Facebook, everything. Everything's on Facebook. Here in Israel, Facebook is the main source of information, I would say, and it's there are true. lots of groups within it that one can join. Uh, exactly. And I can teach you how to join them. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so within the AICI, there's also a social group, and I know about this because we were involved, I'll, we'll give a little uh, plug for that in a minute, but there's something called 55 Plus. Yes. So it's a, it's a small social group. We meet for coffee and brunch once a week on a Friday morning. Uh, we also once a month approximately have outings. This week we are having a tour of Hadassah Ein Kerem. Oh, nice. As Tova said, we took Tova for a tour around the tasting tour around the Shuk, which was incredible. <laughs> And um, thank you. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> occasionally we go to a film. Occasionally we go to a restaurant. All sorts of activities. It is for single people, married people, anyone who wants to join us on a Friday morning at Cafe Joe in Jerusalem. Um, and again, it's online to find out more activities. So it's important for people to know that are moving here that they think that they're leaving. You know, if they leave at a certain age from wherever they, you yes. know, whatever country they're leaving from. They're leaving behind friends, and then they mm. come here and they feel a little bit alone, maybe. Correct. And this is already an established group where people exactly. are already meeting. They don't need to do any, there's no effort involved. They just None. need to Come show along up. <laughs> and sit and have a coffee. And show up and make um, In the group, we have South Africans, Australians, English, American, and I'm sure I'm forgetting another English <laughs> English speaking nationality yeah. but there's an assortment of us and, and we do have a laugh and, and so it's, it's very really, nice it's and we support each other by virtue of whoever's been here longest knows how to do something that somebody else hasn't yet figured out how to do that's amazing um, I personally am on the board of directors the national board of directors at the AACI under the heading of PR and communications and I work with some very amazing people who are highly professional and 
do a brilliant job in bringing the AACI to the wider community and one of our current programs is attracting younger people. We have programs at the uh, head office in Jerusalem, uh, yoga for tiny tots oh, and uh, music for tiny children and so on. Yeah. And, and we're starting, we have a blood drive once every so oh. many months, um, which is amazing. And we offer pint of ice cream for a pint of blood or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can dust ice cream. That's very cute. So, um, so if you want some ice cream, yes, you need to come, go and give, give some, some blood. blood. <laughs> um, all of the information is available on our website. I have to tell you, I am so impressed that in such a short amount of time of living here, you are so, you know, involved in so much. I am, here. and I, I have my own private social life. Yeah. I'm a member of a local synagogue. I've made some marvellous friends, and my shepherdot, I have to refuse invitations, wow. otherwise I never get asleep. <laughs> That's absolutely true. That's incredible. Yes, it is absolutely true. Yesterday, for example, I went to shul, I was invited to a kiddish, I was invited for lunch, I then went to my daughter to see my grandchildren, and then I went to my weekly shear. Oh my goodness. After that, I came home and collapsed. <laughs> you are having quite the social life. <laughs> Um, I'm also involved with an English-speaking group, a social group which supports English-speaking Holocaust survivors. And that meets wow. weekly on a Sunday. Um, the main objective is a social interaction. We have speakers. Um, but the lady who organises it is qualified to assist the members in obtaining the benefits that they are entitled to. Of, yeah. Yes, um, which is very complicated and it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> but she's brilliant. Wow. And, um, Where does this group meet? It's it meets... No, 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 not at all. It's uh, supported by an independent charity and by the area. And we meet in the Matnas in a Mekrafayim called Beit Yehudit, okay. number 12 Mekrafayim, every Sunday. Uh, but please call me and I will put you in touch with the organiser if you are interested you are entitled to join us if you are a survivor and you're invited to bring a partner a husband a carer with you to uh -huh. the social groups at lunchtime on Sunday wow. um, and we also have one or two outings but mostly every week we have speakers I myself have given a presentation showing people how to use particular aspects of their smartphones um, and that's another to my arrow, um, I think. <laughs> I give presentations on smartphones. It's a bit more complicated to do it about a computer because people, they're not so portable. But um, I go to, have been to many senior citizens assisted living facilities. Wow. And I give presentations. I'm giving one in Bite for Gun in August. I gave one a few months ago in Geula in Beit Tovir Ha'ir. Wow. And so you're and so in on. high demand. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. really, really, really amazing. I'm super Thank impressed. You. And Thank you. clearly there's a need for it. And it's yes. amazing that you filled that void. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. So continued success with that. Before we end off, yes. I want to ask you one last question. And the question is, what is your Israel happy place? If you could think of one place in Israel that you could call your happy place. My happy place. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um... Putting you on the spot. <laughs> Putting me on the spot, indeed. All of Jerusalem is my happy place. 
Yeah. I, I don't have a special... I don't have a special place. I am sadly one of those people who wakes up and thinks, how privileged am I to be living in Jerusalem? That's beautiful. <laughs> so all of Jerusalem. <laughs> well, and all of Israel, I suppose. Israel. But I live in Jerusalem. Yeah. And it is such a blessing to be here. Right. Um, particularly coming from London, where the skies are predominantly grey, and here in Jerusalem they're predominantly blue. <laughs> it is a beautiful day today. It wow. is. The sun, the sun is shining. Um, well, I really thank you for sitting down with me, and thank you for, thank you for uh, having people, me. Thank, thank you for letting me let people know about what you do, and hopefully they'll be My in touch pleasure. with you. Thank you. Continued success. Thank you very much. Back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Rochelle Gilbert, again, of Never Too Late, the founder of Never Too Late, a really cool, cool business idea, helping seniors with technology. Now, I, I, I was thinking of my parents, but I don't think of them as seniors, that they could certainly use a service like this, because though my dad's picking up on it, my mom just can't seem to figure it out, technology. It took forever to her to get a cell phone, and then only recently did she get a, a smartphone, and, and she goes crazy over it, because it's not... She's just not there, but that's fine. That's fine. Again, uh, Rochelle Gilbert, a really cool idea. Never too late. A uh, service that helps seniors with technology. And Tova, you could find her at tovanisrael.com, tovanisrael on Facebook, tovanisrael on Instagram. Where at this point, if you're not following her, I, I don't know how you're not, just because you know, every week we have something from her, and every week I, I promote her and, and all the cool things she does in the land of Israel, all the cool videos. All the cool pictures, whether it's soldiers roaming around on the streets or cool stories or, or emotional stories even and touching stories from, you know, what seems like a, a, a meaningless bus ride, but it turns out to you could find a really cool message. Tova in Israel, um, you'll, you'll find all that great contact on Tova in Israel, Facebook, Instagram, and TovaInIsrael.com. Plenty more coming up here. We're still figuring out if we have that segment that has no name to wrap things up, but otherwise, if we don't. It's Avrami's live lunch at 11 a.m. More coming up. Plenty of music right here on Bite Size at the Nahum Siegel Network. Can't you see I'm trying to be all that you It's so cold now It's so dark here What could I do? It's not very clear If I'm a little light, you're a little light Together we are so very bright A little light here, a little light there See the smiles, it's so very clear Shine a little light, show us the way Lead us to a brighter day Shine a little light Show us the way Lead us to a brighter day Shine a little light Show us the way 
Beit im Wart, Farmaschiach, er wird noch kommen, wenn wir vertrugen sich. Jeder einer darf im Beit im Wart, Farmaschiach, er will schon kommen, er wird auf dir in mir. Oh, I have to let I have to. 
סוסוין לאינכו, היוצא מחזקאלן דודידה בכור, צמחורי יצחור, סוסוין לאינכו, היוצא מחזקאלן דודידה בכור,
just about wrap things up here on bite size it's been two hours my voice hasn't changed much i can't figure it out maybe i'm coming down with something i don't know i gotta figure it out there are actually two things though i did want to talk about i meant to kind of mention in my open that i guess i could bring up here since we do have a few more minutes uh two things on the internet i think that really came out monday and or tuesday that are just wonderful a and why the internet while it could be really annoying and you know i mentioned it a few weeks ago the propaganda and the fake news there's also some great things out there both on a humorous level and then on a on a beautiful, you know, touching, emotional level. I'll start with the uh, the humorous part, and I think we're going to talk about it more on tomorrow's Live Lunch. Uh, IHOP, switching to IHOP, you know, the International House of Pancakes, switching to the International House of Burgers. And when they uh, speculated this move, it was, uh, you know, people knew it was going to go to a B, but everyone just assumed, all right, International House of Breakfast. Instead, they changed to the International House of Burgers, and what ensued on Twitter and all of social media that day was was hilarious, whether it be Wendy's and their, you know, savage response, Burger King, you know, faking that they're going to Pancake King and and all these, you know, 
fast food restaurants and and just companies. Netflix, um, I, I forgot what they said, but they they also had a funny line. All these companies just just hilarious trolling, um, which in a way is kind of mean of IHOP or IHOB, um, but just taking advantage of the storm, the social media storm, just just great content and and great moves all around by the social media teams of those respective companies. And a lot of times I believe any publicity is good publicity. And I think for the most part it is with IHOP, but uh, switching to IHOP just because it gets them in the news. And even though a lot of people have a negative, you know, what, what do I know of IHOP? Um, but even though a lot of people are like, what are you, what are you doing? The terrible idea. All right. They're in the news. Uh, you know, I think it's publicity is any publicity, even though something like that is, is funny and a lot of people are going to make fun of them. It's good publicity for them. So that, that was one of the, the funnier things that the internet could do. And Twitter is free and the internet is free. And that's why, you know, hopping onto social media on a day like yesterday or Monday, whatever it was, is a lot of fun. The other thing is a uh, a video that circulated around sports where I think it was two high school high schools playing in a game to get to the championship. Two kids, a pitcher and the batter. And I think they're they're like close friends, opposite teams, but very close friends. Last inning, so it's probably the bottom of the nine, top of the nine, two outs. And uh, the pitcher strikes out the hitter, and that team wins. And what happens, what follows up is is that team goes ahead and celebrates, and they're jumping all over around the pitcher's mound. But the pitcher, right away, what does he do? He runs to the batter, gives him a hug, and he's hugging him for a good 10, 15 seconds, whatever it is, consoling his friend. And while his teammates go and celebrate, and it happens all in sports, right? Any time a, a team gets to a championship, they're all celebrating. And they're all, you know, the pitcher and the catcher jump on each other and everyone and, and a dog pile follows up, right? But in this case, the pitcher right away runs to his good friend, maybe best friend, I don't even know, and gives him a hug and, and consoles him because he knows his friend just spent probably months, if not years, trying to get to that moment and failed, whether it's on him or not. And he went to go console his teammate while his teammates, you know, that he's blood you know shed tears and blood throughout the entire season and sweat and he went to console his friend before celebrating with his team it's a really a a thing you don't really see in sports often you know we in in hockey you have the lines even after a crazy series but otherwise in 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 basketball handshakes whatnot but on a on a level like that at a level like that where where it means so much for that player, that pitcher, to go console his friend before celebrating with his teammates is insane. And one of those moments, again, where the internet is free and those videos are, are so nice to see. And even though there's so many negative things out there, there is positivity out there. It was just a really, really cool thing to see. And you could really, I mean, just if you haven't seen the video, Google, like, you know, high school championship consoling friend or whatever. <clears throat> You'll see the video right away. Really, really cool. All right. Hopefully that's a good enough lead-in for your show, Avrami. Avrami's live lunch coming up in just a few minutes. I'm feeling like today's going to be a good day for you, Avrami. A nice show. Wishing you the best. And uh, I know we have different tastes in music, so hopefully those people that hate my music, and and hate's a strong word, but I'm sure there are people that don't like my music tastes, you're going to tune in right now or stay tuned in for Avrami's live lunch in a few minutes. All right, that wraps things up here on Bite Size. Thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours. I'd like to wish you all a... Good, good day, and remind you folks that the bite size is always, always, always the right size.